Welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast with Paula Carnell. Welcome to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast. My name is Paula Carnell and I am a bee expert and a honey sommelier. I work as a consultant, I judge honeys and I've traveled all around the world. Over the past 30 odd years, I've also worked as an artist. So I've got tons of business experience. I also recovered from a bed and wheelchair bound condition called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. So this podcast is all about the big connections between bees, humans and health and business. So I hope you will enjoy each episode as I dive deeper and also touch some lighter subjects all about my life and what I've learned. So the reason for the podcast is I am repeatedly being asked about my story. So I did have 20 years as an artist. I exhibited all around the world. I um, did massive paintings of flowers. So I've got an example here of one of my lily paintings and they were all painted on silk. So it was quite unusual and I was a bit of a, a renegade in my time because I was trying to get silk painting accepted as a fine art form. So I also developed a greeting card business. I then had a gallery. I sold my paintings all around the world. I sold my greeting cards to 700 shops in the UK and about 11 countries worldwide I exported. So in the first 20 years of my business life, I had a lot of experience. Everything I learned was the hard way. I was just head down, straight in, and I did learn an awful lot. So over the coming podcasts, I will share some of the stories and some of the experiences, because I believe we don't all have to go through the same thing. And perhaps if I share some of my experiences, it will then save you having to go through some of the mistakes that I did. Then at the age of 40, I completely collapsed. And I spent the next seven years bed and wheelchair bound with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. That was a shocker. So I obviously lost my business. Um, I couldn't do anything. My sons were nine and 11. My stepson was eight. And my husband worked away a lot. So it really was quite a struggle. It took six years of being in this condition before I was diagnosed as having Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Now, if you don't know what Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome is... You can look it up. It's a bit um, frightening, I suppose, when you read the diagnosis, as anything can be when you look it up on the Internet without having a full understanding of how it's evolved or the opportunities to recover. So Ehlers-Danlos is a genetic connective tissue disorder. So it means that your connective tissue, which literally fills your whole body. So every organ is surrounded in connective tissue. We have it all around our muscles, around our joints. And so when your connective tissue won't heal, it means that you end up having bone on bone. And that really is painful. So from the age of 11, I was actually under a rheumatologist, but it still wasn't until I was 46 before I got diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. When I did get diagnosed, it did help because it meant I could then have some physiotherapy. Also, I'd help with my feet because my feet has had been noticed before um, whenever I'd gone to um, 
to anyone to have feet treatment was my my skin was just holding like a sack of bones and there was nothing holding all the bones together so I needed a lot of help and support and particularly where I'd been in bed for so many years that took a lot of support to get me able to be mobile but I was told despite having physio that I would never walk again I would never work again and the only treatments available to me were painkillers and antidepressants I wasn't depressed. I was angry. I was frustrated. And I was grieving. I was grieving for the loss of my health that I'd had before. However, because I'd spent a few years researching my condition, by the time I had the diagnosis, it wasn't really a surprise. I'd been able to tick all the boxes whenever I'd read about it. And it was really a confirmation that I now had a better understanding of why my body wasn't working. And that then gave me the confidence to make a decision. And I became a patient of a medical herbalist. She'd happened to have moved into my town. And I'll talk about that in more depth in another episode. But within eight months of being a patient of hers, I was out of the wheelchair. I was able to walk. I had sticks, but I was happy. I didn't need daily carers. I could look after my boys. I could cook. I could meet up with friends a bit. I could drive a bit. So I was really, really over the moon because this was huge and this was far greater recovery than was ever expected of me. But after a couple of months of finishing my herbal medicine treatments and just living day to day and just being so grateful to be able to be alive and standing up and able to walk a bit, my mum introduced me to some plant-based minerals. Now, I had never heard of plant-based minerals, and that was such a huge transformation. Um, I was very suspicious of them, but I, you know, I didn't like taking any supplements. I didn't really know where they were coming from. But after um, a couple of months of not having anything, I thought, oh, well, I'll give them a shot. And within two weeks, I couldn't believe the difference. And the big change when you recover when you really recover from a chronic condition, is the recovery is from the inside. It isn't a case of, oh, I've taken a pill, now I can walk. It is a case that you actually feel like you want to walk. It really does come from inside. And this was such um, an enlightening moment for me to have a greater understanding of the deeper conditions of chronic condition and recovery and getting well. So no matter what you take, what other people say will work, unless you are feeling healed from the inside, unless you have your vital force force is re-energized, you're not going to be able to do anything. You're not going to be able to get back to your normal life. So I was then starting to recover. And then you have that fear that, oh my goodness me, I'm actually feeling better. But I'd been given a lifelong disability diagnosis. And when you're disabled, particularly here in the UK, there are certain benefits. Um, you know, I had a blue badge and, you know, you're, um, there's, there's limited expectations of you and there is a certain amount of support. My husband was working, so, you know, that helped anyway. But when you're no longer disabled, there is an expectation for you to contribute and you to, for you to get back on that, that massive roller coaster of life. Now, I'd always been self-employed. I'd been an artist and I knew I couldn't return to painting. My paintings were big and I needed to stretch my arms about and I didn't have that physical strength to do that. Also, I'd learned through being ill that my boys and my husband needed me around. And to carry on at the level I was, 
selling my paintings around the world, it wasn't conducive to family life. I couldn't go jet setting around. And plus, because I'd had no business for seven years, I didn't have the resources to carry on where I'd left off. So I had to rethink. But the big thing about the art was before when I was an artist, there was always paintings in my head, always another painting that was waiting to come out. And then when I was ill, there were no paintings. There was nothing I needed to paint. But there was a lot I needed to say and a lot I needed to write. Because of my condition, I wasn't able to speak. I wasn't being able to go out and talk to people or even mingle or even have lots of people around to the house. So that's when I started writing. And that really was an outlet for me and helped me understand what was going on in my body and what was going on in my mind, because after all, they're connected. So it doesn't make, um, you know, it isn't a huge shock to think that your mind and your body have a big influence on whether your body or your mind are healthy. So as I started to feel well, it was like, oh, my goodness me, what am I going to do? What's what is my life purpose? How am I going to contribute to society? and to my family life. So that's when I decided I needed to know for sure, was I really better? There was always this fear that if I overdid it, I'd be back to square one, I'd be back in bed or back very, very poorly. So that's when I had to take a a test. And I decided the challenge I would undertake is to walk from Weymouth to Swanage on the Dorset Coast Path. Parts of that path I knew really, really well because I'd walked them so many times before I was sick. So I'd imagined them when I was bed bound, I would actually meditate and I would visualize doing this walk. So I thought this would be a good exercise. My husband came with me and we planned it for a two and a half day walk. And then we would be meeting up with friends at the end and stay with them in Swanage. So we made all our preparations and I would have been taking the minerals for three months I also made sure that Greg took the minerals as well, because I did not want him pulling out of a walk like this because he had a dodgy knee or a stiff back. So we both took the minerals and we both did the walk. It wasn't easy. I took a bit of a tumble on the first day, but we carried on. And at the end of the walk, I knew I was well. So that signaled the beginning of my new life. And I had to try and think, who am I? Who do I want to be? Why was I ill? And more to the point, what can I share? How can I help other people from the experiences I've had? So over time, my business developed and now I really do feel I'm on a clear mission. I am creating a buzz about health because I've learned that the bees, as well as us, are being affected by our environment. After all, we cannot be killing the bees and not killing ourselves. But also with all my business experience and with building up a new business in a different time, a different era and a different age, it's very interesting to see how everything combines. So I hope you're going to enjoy all my episodes. I'm going to publish weekly. So there'll be little snippets about bees, there'll be things about health, things about my story, both the past in my business and things that I'm learning now in my business. So thank you very much for listening today to Creating a Buzz About Health podcast. My name again is Paula Carnell. I hope you enjoyed it and I'd love to hear your feedback. You can find me on Instagram and you can find me on TikTok and LinkedIn. 
I also have a website, paulacarnell.com. All social medias, I'm just under my name, Paula Carnell, so you can look me up there. But pop along to the website, and if you want to know more, then join my my newsletter list through my website, and then you're going to be up to date with everything I do. And if you really enjoyed this podcast and you want to listen more, please subscribe, please press follow, share it with a friend, and I look forward to sharing my insights with you on the next episode. This podcast has been produced and edited by the wonderful B. Brooke, and the music was created especially for me by Raya. Thank you very much. You have to become yourself. Join us Open next time on heart. Creating a Buzz Open About Health podcast with Paula Carnell. Buzz you later.